Yeehaw, friends! It's 9 p.m., which means it's 1 a.m., it's 9 a.m., it's 8 p.m., it's 6 p.m., and as always, it's anytime, anywhere. Brought to you by Sprunk. Don't know if you could tell, probably couldn't, so I'm going to point it out for you. This one is right after 143, 142, whatever, I can't count. I am just palating, I'm just pushing right along today. Because it's going to be a busy week. I don't know. I have a clopin shift um, tonight. So I'm working right now, probably, when you're listening to this. And then I'm going to be back at work in the morning when some other people listen to this. How about that? Always working. Going to get my 32 hours for the week. So I can get that flight money. Yay! <sighs> Alright, so the first thing. i got to ask everyone again, because it's been an aviation week, as I said yesterday. Anybody want to go flying? Piero, Preston, Taylor, Angel, Lucia? I don't know. It's $57.50. Uh, what's his name? Chris, Summer, Gibby. I'm calling all y'all out. Been texting you, been asking you. Nobody wants to go. I am going to start flying with Roger again soon so I can get ready for the uh, CFI check ride once all the knowledge is down and in place. I got to do a spin endorsement still. You know, you put the plane in a spin, recover it, blah, blah, blah. But I also want to fly with people so I can save money. Um, I don't know. I wrote down something about my food today, but I already talked about that yesterday. We had a lot of good num-nums, and we're still having a lot of good num-nums. So nothing to talk about there. But I do want people to go flying. We can go and get num-nums in places like Key Lime West or I don't know. You guys ever heard of a $100 hamburger? Basically, it's an excuse to go flying, checking out cool restaurants like the uh, like the Jet Runway Cafe at FXE or uh, the restaurant that just opened in Jim Taylor Field, which is in Ocala. Or um, there's one in Venice Beach, but it's cl- it was closed the day I went up there, and that kind of made me upset. There's also a good restaurant in Key West. But I have so much other stuff to do as well. Charlene needs a bath. I have to write more letters, I still have to work, I have to take more practice tests. I don't think I'm ever going to read these library books, so I'm going to return them. I did get one thing done, I got rid of my gym membership, now on to the next thing, cleaning out this room so I can move stuff back to my house and get rid of my storage unit. Gotta save that money for flying. As you can see though, I have a solid list of stuff to accomplish, and big brain time, and that's it. Uh, I forgot. There we go. Okay, so. Yes, cleaning, cleaning, cleaning. And it's funny because my sister was making fun of something yesterday about totes being in front of a room. And I was like, yeah, I know, because I put six more of them there. My mother told me to do it. But anyways, I am going to clean so much stuff because I don't feel like continuing to pay $300 a month for a storage unit I don't need. That I thought I was going to need because I thought... I was going to go to Mesa and build hours there. And then they never emailed me back. So I guess I know what their answer is for me. Real nice of them, by the way, to just not answer my emails and politely decline my application, but just ignore me. Getting ghosted by companies is just as fun as getting ghosted by women. So annoying. But anyways, whatever. So, uh... (laughs) And the reason I want to clean, like I said, I just got rid of the gym membership. So one thing I'm going to do 
is, you know, I'm going to clean out this other room because right now I'm technically in my brother's room, but I'm going to go over into the room that's going to be my room that used to be my sister's room, blah, blah, blah. But I'm going to go in there once I get all my furniture out of the living room, all my boxes stacked in the corner. Um, I'm going to make sure I have a space where I can do Pilates since Angel is going to force me to do more Pilates. And I'm going to do my cr- my my uh, my my push offs, my my plonks, my crunchies. My <laughs> I'm going to do my push ups, my sit ups, crunches, planks, all that good stuff so I can keep that core strength going. I'm going to bring the punching bag I bought Kyle into the room and use it to deadlift and squats and chest presses and all that. We get nice and toned, nice muscular groups as we talked about. Uh, I don't know, maybe I can get a set of free weights or, or some cables or something or go steal Preston's. <laughs> he doesn't know because he doesn't listen to the show, so he'll have no idea. But between Pilates with Angel and doing push-ups and planks and crunches, I think I can stay in a pretty good shape and also running around my neighborhood. So I don't need... That was my major decision in getting rid of my gym membership because I did not need to waste $170 a year when I can do that stuff at home because guess what? That's some flight hours. That's like three flight hours right there. So three or four flight hours. And then storage unit, that's six hours a month. So, you know, in a year, 12 times six, that's 72 plus the other four I mentioned, that's like 80 flight hours that I could have got. So yeah, we're going to trim that down. Don't need to waste money on dumb stuff anymore. He says after spending $135 on plushies, shh, don't talk about it. Uh, As I mentioned the other day, though, that was not theft. I mean, well, not the ones I bought. Now I'm talking about Kalkuma again. That was not theft. That was a medevac rescue. That was (laughs) that was a planned safety. So then I had some other puns about that. Um, And we're talking about the stupid poo bears like where Kalkuma was sitting. Tie it back to the exercising that Angel and I were going to do. If uh, if that bear joined us, would it be Pilates? Get it? Because Pooh Bear doing Pilates is Pilates. <laughs> That's not funny. See, these are the kind of puns I was trying to remember on the show the other day. The other one was my mother has a stuffed otter in her car, and we always make fun of how she can't drive. And I say, yeah, the otter is there to remind us that we wish any otter person was driving the car. <laughs> um... And then the last one that I made because I was going to get yelled at was if Chicky became a stripper, would his stripper name... This was because somebody made a wireframe chicken um, like an, as an art project. And they put him on a stripper pole. So if you did that, would the stripper name be rotisserie? Because like a chicken spinning around on a pole. Rotisserie. <laughs> I know, I know. It's not funny. That's why I have no listeners on this show. But you know what? I thought it was funny, so screw you guys. Anyways, though, then while I was at work last night, if you guys remember, it got really, really rainy, and I always get asked, and I've even told you guys before, people ask me, wait, you ride a motorcycle, so what do you do when it rains? I get wet. 
I don't know what you what you expected me to tell you. I wear a helmet. I can see. I made a joke about installing windshield wipers on like sunglasses one time. And honestly, those would be pretty helpful to have like on the visor for the helmet. <laughs> you know, cars have them. How come I don't get them? My only windshield wiper taking my hand off the handlebar and just, you know, trying to swat it away. But yeah. What do you do when it rains? I don't care. I get wet and I ride my bike with more precision and care. What do you want from me? I was actually telling my mechanic after he finished fixing the bike. I was like, tighten the brake more. I want that instant responsiveness like a sports bike. Because I'm trying to demonstrate that same property of when you fly a plane. Small and smooth corrections are what you do, right? Same thing with my brakes. Small, smooth application of brakes, which means instant responsive brakes are a good idea instead of spongy ones. Also, unbeknownst to me, until I was leaving the shop, they adjusted the throttle, the friction zone of my clutch, which if you guys remember what a friction zone is on the motorcycle, that's the point where the clutch engages and disengages um, the gears from the flywheel in a car and in a bike. I don't know if it also does, but the, the drive shaft is disconnected from the engine, right? So at the friction zone, that is the point, because remember, the clutch on a bike is, I mean, cars have a friction zone too, but it's your hand on a bike for the clutch, not your foot. So as you pull the bar in and out, there's a point when the drive shaft becomes connected, starts connecting to the engine where you can actually start rolling, you can get the bike moving without the throttle. If you play in the friction zone, as it's called, you can drive three or four miles an hour constantly, continuously, without stalling the bike and without using the throttle. And I showed Angel this when I was teaching her how to ride a motorcycle a couple weeks ago. And I'm not gonna do a whole tutorial on how to ride a motorcycle tonight and blah, blah, blah. All you need to know is what the friction zone is and how it works because it can be adjusted. And mine was about mm, 30 or 40% in. There was a lot of free play from the time you grab the clutch to the time when it actually... Now again, talking about sponginess, and I want instant responsiveness, well, apparently the mechanics reset my uh, friction zone on my clutch to where it should be, quote unquote, which would be instant responsiveness, meaning about five or 10% in, which means the minute I pull the clutch in, is the point where it disconnects. That's great to start a gear shift where that's not exactly great is when I'm letting the clutch out to try and start driving because I'm expecting it to catch already earlier on. Like I pull the clutch all the way in, right? I start letting it out. I expect it to catch at 30% counting down from 100, right? So I let it out 70% of the way before it connects. Well, now I have to let it out 90% of the way, which means I'm letting it out to where I thought was the point before and I start giving the throttle at that point and you know i hear revving rpms are going up but again no drivetrain no drive shaft connecting to the to the engine meaning all i'm getting is empty revs and i just hear so i had to adjust for that because now it's like instant from the time i grab the clutch i can just pull it in let it go immediately because it's immediate connection disconnection i told my mechanic that and he sent me a voice note saying "Ooh." A good bike rider will just adapt. He was messing with me. And I was like, I never said I had a problem with it. All I said was I was surprised because nobody told me. And I did have to adapt to it because I had to drive home on I-95 in 5 o'clock traffic, which meant I had no choice but to get good at finding that friction zone and get good at it fast. 
because guess what you do to ride home in five o'clock traffic on a motorcycle? Friction zone, in and out, in and out. Traffic's moving three or four miles an hour, which means you're moving three or four miles an hour, which means you're in first gear using the friction zone to coast along. So you don't have to put your foot down, but you can't use the throttle. It's a very, very delicate game, and it's a pain in the butt. That drive home was a pain in the butt, especially because there was grease that was like coming off of the, they lubricated the clutch as well. So I had grease all over my fingers, so it started to get pretty hard to, to, to hold on to the clutch properly. But anyways, that's a problem for another day. One other thing I want to point out for today for you guys was, you know, people love to do wall art. And by wall art, I mean graffiti. I don't know if it was graffiti or just actual wall art that was allowed. I'm calling it graffiti because we were in Miami and everything in Miami is graffiti. That's yeah, Reese's shadow, or really that's just shadow being an ass. But anyways, you know how those two arrows... Do you guys know what two arrows on a package means? It means it's fragile. Handle with care. This side up, right? Well, some numbnuts put the two arrows, and underneath that, they wrote, Rise Up. And I'm just thinking to myself, Ha! This person is stupid. Because they're saying Rise Up, and that's what the arrows mean. You know, be strong, rise up. But they don't realize that the double arrows actually means fragile, handle with care. They're trying to be inspiring and say how strong they are, when in reality, they're pointing out how fragile they are. Ah, the hype, the, um, what is that called? The word, like, you have a little shrimp, um, um, where it's opposite meaning. Hold on, Shadow gotta Google it. As I went to open a tab to Google it, I remembered, but it's an oxymoron. So when you're a moron, like this person is, an oxymoron, you know, a little shrimp. Or, sorry, a jumbo shrimp. Well, that's the same as this person. Oh, rise up. I'm fragile. Handle with care. Anyways, this is just Shadow actually putting his communications degree to use. Am I getting paid for it? Nope. Am I ever going to get paid for it? Nope. Now, for tomorrow, you guys, I am going to talk about all the people I've met in the last two days. And really, it means just Tuesday. Because, again, I am recording, I am calling you guys three or four times. It is currently Wednesday even though this is Thursday, and it's going to be confusing because I'm going to be busy through Friday. Anyways, it's okay, though, because I met a whole host of interesting people on Tuesday and Wednesday that I still have to talk about. I still have to talk about all the aviation knowledge I've handed out, and I still have to talk about what an NDB approach is. Look at me briefing the next episode, almost like a TV show. If you guys are into aviation, hold on, because there's some interesting stuff coming up. So come back for that, and I'll see you guys tomorrow.